Hey, this is Lady C. Hey, this is JT. Welcome to the Critical Thoughts. And guess what? We have a very interesting guest coming up on our program today. And we, we've seen a, a lot of his videos on the internet. You've probably seen him out here. And he's got a lot to say. And we want you to welcome our friend from Brooklyn. You're listening to The Critical Thought, where we challenge our listeners to use critical thinking when examining the teachings of Jehovah's Witnesses. All right, yeah, come on. Yeah, <laughs> hey, as they, as they say, Brooklyn in the house. <laughs> he, he came in the building. <laughs> hey, whenever we did a show, whenever we did a show, wherever we was, once we say Brooklyn in the house, it was official. That it was was official. Hey, <laughs> am I allowed to say this? Daughter tied up in a Brooklyn basement. Face it, not guilty. <laughs> remember of that? Of course you can say that. Oh, oh man. Oh, man. Biggie. Oh, Notorious B.I.G. I, I was there for a lot of that, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I mean... Yeah. It, uh, it's awesome having you on. I'm, I'm so yeah. grateful that you were Thank able you. to take time and, out of your busy schedule to be here. And let me tell you, it was, uh, you know, I, I don't fan out uh, too often. I've been around the business. A lot of people that were famous and I've been around all of them. The only time I really kind of fanned out, but it really wasn't a fan out was I met Quincy Jones one time and I sat there and talked to him and talked his ears off uh, because that's history. He's a legend, but a lot of other people I've, I've come across so many people, yeah. but when I got that invite from lady C <laughs> I said, oh, I made it. I made it. Right. Because, yeah, right. Because oh, you are too funny. You funny, man. I, 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 I got your video from, from my brother, my blood brother, not, okay. not a okay. spiritual brother, uh, my, my blood brother. And he said, uh, check, like, check, check them out. Right. Just trying to keep and it real. Man. Like, yeah. And I said, first, you know, to keep it a hundred, to keep it real with you. I was watching and I said, why do you send me a video of, of, of Jehovah witnesses talking because visually and just the vibe that I got, it felt like y'all was still just current witnesses. <laughs> you, you, know, you, you, had that, you know, JT still had that, that thing going the way he speaks and everything. But then when, when hey, you have been, been ingrained so many years, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you went left with it and started, I was like, oh, and then when you, the, 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 the critical thinking, the, the, how you thought, how both of you thought, yeah. I said, this is, this is me. This is how That's I you, think. baby. That's, hey, man, you that know? was all and, of us. Yeah. So yeah. I, this is a this is a pleasure of being on your show. Hey, Amen. Uh, yeah, we're glad to have you here. Um, and thank you so yeah. much for comparing us to Quincy Jones. We appreciate that. <laughs> I just want to ask some of his money. That is money. Oh, sure. It's but an yeah, honor. It's an no, honor. It's, it, it's it, definitely it, it, it's, an honor. It's really nice to have different people on. Um, yeah. the, the interviews are kind of unique because everybody has a different story, and that's what yeah. that's really. The whole point yeah. of what we try to emphasize, every person who comes in touch with this organization, and especially if you grow up in it, it yeah. will impact you in some way. It will be different for everybody. 
but yet there are so many commonalities that uh, impact people. And, you know, recently we've been we've been trying to feature uh, what we believe and what we have observed. This is just an observation we've made over the years that we've been involved um, with helping people in the former Jehovah's Witness community. Um, sometimes and the person who may be unbaptized is dismissed, simply dismissed. Well, you weren't really a Jehovah's Witness. Um, and so we try to make sure that that you understand there are differences. Uh, there are differences in terms of how they may be dealt with by the organization after they leave. But there are some serious commonalities that we experience, especially if you grow up as a witness. Because when you're in the third grade, being unbaptized does not save you. It does not save you from those kids in school. It doesn't save you from that Christmas party, that birthday cake. You can't invoke, you know, I'm not baptized. That does not work. <laughs> right. Maybe, it doesn't work. It does not work. Nope. Uh, when that coach comes to you in your seventh, eighth grade and says, you know, you're good, man. I, we, we could use you. And they want to stop by your mama house and say, Miss Davis, will you sign up so your son can play? Because he's talented. You're not going to be able to invoke. Well, I ain't baptized. That's not going to work. And right. so your life, and, and that's what we try to highlight is basically the decisions that you make today oftentimes reflect on so much in terms of how we were impacted growing up of, as kids, whether we were baptized or not. And we see that. The relationships that we have with other people, we see that. And that's why we wanted to have you on the show today so that you can share with us how growing up in this denomination where decisions were made that would impact you for decades later, how this there. So, Sean, you want to tell us a little bit about your history and how your family came to uh, belong to this Jehovah's Witness arrangement? Yes. Yeah. Um, born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Um, as you previous, previously mentioned, uh, my grandmother, I guess that's the, I never understood the first, second and third generation thing. I was kind of turned off uh, by the word generation, uh, as you <laughs> probably can relate to. So when people were like, oh, first generation, Joe, second generation, I was like, what? What, are they, what are they talking about? Then I kind of figured it out. Like, you know, I, so I guess that I'm a third generation. Uh, my grandmother came to Brooklyn in the 30s. Um, she became a Jehovah Witness uh, in the 50s. Um, and then obviously my mom, uh, and then now we have, uh, we have me. Um, so it was something that I always knew. Um, the only thing that I knew, you know, when I came into consciousness, self-awareness, I think most people at the age of four or five, you know, where you kind of like aware that you're alive, <laughs> you know, um, I wasn't planted in the kingdom hall, meaning like, you know, it wasn't a daily thing because at that point, my mother, we lived on our own, uh, me, uh, my mother and, and, and my father, we were, we were on our own and they would, I guess, be considered the black sheep. You know, my mother, you know, uh, all of her siblings were going to the kingdom hall, baptized. Um, you know, my mother believed in it was brought up that way but i guess when she had me uh it you know i don't remember in my really early early years of consistently 
going to the Kingdom Hall. Although when I stayed with my grandmother, you know, she would always pack Kingdom Hall clothes. So, um, so from, I guess from the beginning, um, you know, that's, that's what I knew always. And then obviously my mother told me stories about how, when I was first born, she would bring me to the, you know, the Kingdom Hall and, you know, the assemblies or whatever. So it's all I knew. Um, Went through the whole thing about, you know, like JT, uh, JT mentioned, you know, going to school, not saluting the flag, uh, you know, birthdays, stayed away from, obviously, Halloween or any, any, uh, uh, you know, um, I guess, celebration, <laughs> pagan celebration at that. Um, and, and, you know, so it was a, it was a way of life. There wasn't anything out of the norm for me because it was all I knew, you know, um, uh, especially when we hit hard times, um, I would, I would pray to Jehovah, you know, um, I had this very close contact or this close relationship, not so much Jehovah, that's just a name and a wrong name at that, you know, um, not that I believe that there's even a right name that humans could even, you know, speak of, but that's another story. But I had this close relationship, even at five, six years old with the entity we call God. And when we would fall on hard times, um, I remember one time uh, we literally had nothing. You know, my father left. They were going through, you know, situations, problems or whatever. Um, and we fell on hard times to where there was literally nothing to eat. You know, it was like nothing, you know? Um, and I remember, you know, my mother crying and saying, I, you know, I don't know how I'm going to feed you or whatever. And I prayed, I don't know why, I guess I'm used to my mother. I, I'll see her pray or whenever we ate, she would say, pray, pray to Joe or whatever. So I prayed and said, you know, we need help or whatever. And for whatever reason, I climbed on the kitchen counter and I reached on top of a cabinet that was like, you know, almost touching the ceiling, the top of the cabinet. And I found a $5 food stamp. And that sealed the deal with me. So I say that to say that I had some sort of internal contract that I made with Jehovah, whether it was conscious or subconscious. I said, I have to stick by you because I know that you are real. This can never happen. Who in the hell put a $5 food stamp at the top of the cabinet? It could have been the person or the tenants that lived there before us, whatever the reason. I said, God is real, Jehovah is real, and I kind of like felt like I owed him my loyalty, and that was the beginning of me kind of like you know, you know, forging this relationship uh, with Jehovah, and um, yeah, so um, and 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 then you know we would we would. We would go to the Kingdom Hall here and there, the assemblies at Yankee Stadium, and uh, 
you know, um, later on, and we'll get, we'll speak about it, that there were certain questions that I had, you know, that, that arose in my mind about, you know, not just, you know, uh, the Jehovah Witness organization, but things that were in the Bible uh, also. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very, that, very, that, very, yeah. very powerful experience that you had there. And I'm going to tell you something. This is a lot of the statements that people made in the Watchtown Awake magazine when they would say they were at their wits end. I was going to commit suicide. I was going to do all these things. And then somebody knocked on my door and it was a Jehovah's Witness. And that's how a lot of people ended up getting in this religion. Just stuff just like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And as kids, we were always taught. If you have any problem, always come back to the kingdom. And so we, we just tied in. Yeah. The, the, after a while, the organization ended up being substituted for God. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of running how that works, but yes. that's what actually happens. Yes. You know? yeah. yeah. Now, yes. Sean, you you mentioned okay, so now you mentioned your grandmother was baptized and all of your mother's yeah. family were like, they were like all in it. But were did your mother actually become a witness and get baptized? And you know, can you just tell us a little bit about that story there? Yeah. Sure. My mother, my mother got baptized late in life. Uh, you know, um, she, and, and I remember asking her, and this is a, this was powerful. Uh, and this, this correlates with, you know, how the organization can make you always feel less than, or that you're not doing enough. She said, I knew, and my mother is an angel. My mother, I mean, if it was a paradise and if there was Anyone that should be in paradise, my mother should be first in line, in my opinion. She, she just has a, a wonderful spirit. She loves people. And she totally, and we'll get into that. That's why I believe that it's a it's a, it's a weird dichotomy because she is she this is not the organization for someone that has the, you know, the makeup like my mother. Because they believe in shunning and judging and all of that stuff or whatever. But I remember asking my mother, I said, ah, you know, you, 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 you're like a good person. Like you live like a Jehovah Witness. And I put that in air quotes, like a Jehovah Witness, uh, you know, but why aren't you baptized? You know, and she said, I, I, you know, it just it just feels to me that um, uh, subconsciously I had. Uh, anger towards Jehovah because I I am a good person and I try to do the right thing. I am loving and, and I believe in loving people and, 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 you know, uh, helping people and all those things. But it felt like Jehovah left me on, you know, many occasions. And it seemed like, you know, he, 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 he helped others as far as, you know, her siblings and stuff, it just felt like, you know, I'm the one that, 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 that's really, really a good person inside and out. And, and, and it's like, you left me. So that, that was a powerful statement because they build Jehovah up to be this, this almost human-like that can be vindictive and hold grudges and have resentment and, and, and turn his back on you and then turn his back towards, you know what I mean? Like they, 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 and that's, that's part of the reason that I used to, uh, you know, I, I, I started 
questioning things because I'm like, why are they humanizing God? You know, forget the name Jehovah. God, why are they humanizing God? Why are they making it seem like, you know, like, like, like God is on this roller coaster of emotions and we control them? Humans, we control God's emotions, sad, happy, angry, mad, you know, at any given time, you know. Um, and so the, you know, long answer to that is, uh, you know, she be- became a baptized witness later in life. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's what it is right now. Yeah, that's a very good point because that's one of the tools that they use, man. Um, you can lose Jehovah's spirit. Jehovah will take his spirit away. And, and then you ask, well, what do you do? Well, you ain't reading the magazine. <laughs> so, and so then you're going to lose God's spirit because you ain't reading their little magazine. And so this constant desire to make you feel less than, man, it is one of the most powerful tools that high control groups use. Um, yeah, because I mean, yeah. I tell people all the time, you know, your, your typical average, I mean, take your typical congregation, 80, 90, 100 publishers, the average person in the Kingdom Hall is a good person. That's why they became a Jehovah's Witness. They was willing to listen to somebody yeah. come to their door and tell them some crazy stuff and they never challenged it. Um, and so your typical Jehovah's Witness is basically a good person who is easily misled because of how they are as a person. Sure. People, yeah, people say I'm a goat. I ain't gonna just accept what you say, and they don't become witnesses. And we dog them. Yet the kind-hearted person, oh, they just buy everything we sell them, basically. And so, you, you, the point you made about your mom and how they make you feel less than man, that is a constant thing in this organization. Yeah. Constant, constant. Now, Sean, yeah. I like I like what you said when you said when you're four or five years old, you are aware that you're alive. I love that statement. Because I don't remember what I did when I was two years old, but I remember when I was coming into consciousness, like you said, you know, four or five yeah. years old, right? Kindergarten. Yeah. And so, um, at that time, That's you right. realized the Jehovah's Witnesses and you knew who they were and stuff like that. So, at what age were you when you realized something was wrong with this religion? Okay. Okay. When I was about, and I'll tell you, it's about fifth grade, so ten years old. Um. Obviously, humans, we, we, we go through trials and tribulations. No one is exempt from that. That I knew, right? So I never, I never thought of Jehovah's Witnesses as being perfect um, by any means. I had people in my family that were Jehovah's Witnesses, and I saw behind the curtain. You know, um, I, I, you know I saw the arguments. I saw the, you know the uh the all, all the things that happens in the world i saw within my circle my family and that was the first part cuz i'm like wait a minute you know i expect some differences you know forget about what you portray out in the street with the slow walk the slow motion walk out in the street and hello and hi you know that was one way, you know, but I knew behind the scenes what were what was going on. So I said, wait a minute, if 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 and I used to pose this question at a young age. I was always intuitive, always, always search for knowledge with anything. I don't care if it was politics, whatever. I was I'm I'm a question actor. Yeah, I was I was, I was the first one up with the box of uh, Captain Crunch reading the newspaper. 
you know what I mean? At eight years old, nine years old, watch, you know, you know, so I was always that person, which is the wrong recipe to have for, uh, you know, this organization, you know, don't look too deep into our, uh, our files, you know, or, you know, our teachings. And, you know, that's why I said I can never be a Jehovah witness, even if I wanted to, because I question everything. So, um, it was, it was, a, it was, it was seeing two different lives, the arguments with my aunts, the cheating, the, 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 this, the, that, the abuse, uh, verbally, physically, um, uh, all of that. And then I would sit in the kingdom hall and I would glance over and everybody is just, you know, everybody has that, that, you know, every, you know, Hey, how you doing, bro? You know? And I'm looking at my, you know, certain people in my family. It was like, you just, you just curse aunt so-and-so out. Yesterday, I was at the house. I'm spending the night. I can hear you in the next room. <laughs> but now you want, now you want to be like, hey, brother. So, yeah. So like that. I, and so something, something didn't sit right. Not, ex, not saying that those things don't happen. You know what I mean? Those, that happens in every household. But it was, it was the fact that it just seemed so fake, right? And I was just like, wow. Not that you're going to come in the kingdom all or anywhere at that matter, you know, exposing who you are, you know, 100%, you know, you know, you're not going to be the same person you are 100%, you know, as you are behind closed doors. But I'm like, damn, y'all are really good actors. Like, you know, so, um, you know, so that was the first red flag. And the second one, was people and especially my mother and certain people within my family, they would they would they would worry about certain things, whether it be rent, whether it be mortgages, whether it be this or that. And me as a nine, 10 year old, I'm like, wait, don't you rely on Jehovah? You know, because even though I didn't shun the organization at that time or Jehovah or any of its beliefs, you know, I was still firm in the, in the faith, so to speak. Like I, I was like, nah, you, you rely on God to take care of this. You put things in action, but once it's out of your control, you rely on God. So I used to hear the worrying and, and this, and I don't know what I'm, and, and, and I used to sit there and I was confused. I'm like, wait a minute, you have a God that you, you, you just saying, you know, God will provide the, the, the scripture about the birds that have, you know, uh, food to eat and, 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 and you, you are better because you're a human. And like, right. I, Y'all giving off the, the wrong vibes here. Yeah, I, you yeah. know, so it, it, it just didn't sit right. That was the beginning. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna tell you one of the thing. Kids, kids can spot hypocrisy ten miles out, and not only do they spot it, kids will call it. King ain't got no clothes on. Remember the king? Remember the king? He naked. He got that naked. So all, the, right. all, all the parents talking about, no, that's Versace, son. That's, that's the Armani. No, daddy, he naked. Yeah. He naked. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, my and, God. And so that's one. That it's interesting that you said, because you hear that. We hear that a lot. The kids, like, folks, take something as simple as the meetings. The kids yeah. will tell you, this was boring today. 
And oh, the parents yeah. and the adults, they would pretend, oh, no, he was fine. No, no. Everybody was asleep, Mama. I saw it. Everybody was no, asleep. No, they'll say, they'll say, well, you know, Moses couldn't speak that well. And so Jehovah used the used the, yeah, um, I mean, you know, the, the, the low things to make the, put the high things to shame. Yeah, what, what's that yeah. scripture that's yeah, yeah. talking about? Kids, kids, kids don't buy that. Kids, they're not buying that. So they keep it real. Yeah. They keep it they keep real. It real. So, yeah, Sean, yeah. so you said, now, now, are you an only child? There's seven of us. Uh, four in, three totally against it. Uh, two of which uh, my brothers are uh, elders. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, oh, wow! Oh, yeah, man. yeah. Two, two of my younger brothers are elders, oh, wow. um, and um, and they they know how I feel. And one thing I wanted to mention also, mention also my mother man. remarried, but um, you know, uh, you know, somebody that she met at work, and he was a Jehovah Witness. You know what I mean? That's it, right? That you know, I believe that that's typically. Uh, what it takes and all it takes for someone to connect with someone, uh, you know, it's like, you know, it's like being in another country and you find someone that speaks your language, like, oh, you're from America. Let's get married. You know what I mean? Um, so it's, it's, it's weird. Uh, but that's another story, but we were taken from Brooklyn, uh, because he lived out in Staten Island, uh, New York uh the fifth borough and um that's another part of this story that i started really i that was my first introduction to racism uh staten island racism within the organization staten island is very uh segregated uh especially at, at especially at that time it was blacks over here and the whites and italians over here yeah we went to uh, uh, uh an italian mainly uh predominantly an italian uh congregation um and i don't remember open arms i don't remember the the brothers the elders coming up to us me my uh, brothers and sisters and hey you know hey you know how they usually are you know i i i, I don't remember that I remember it being very stoic, like, you know, they were very unresponsive in that way. You had a couple here and there, but for the most part, and that rubbed me the wrong way, even at that young age. I was like, why don't they, you know, they're they're not responsive. Right. So, Sean, so what you're saying here is you're coming from an area and being one of Jehovah's Witnesses in one area and you're seeing how people are accepting you for who you are. And then you're moving to another area in the same organization and you're not seeing that same love being shown. Correct. Now, we we, you yeah. know, we lived in a hood. We lived in a project. But oh, for yeah. whatever yeah. reason, we went to that congregation. We had to drive to that congregation right. on the other side of the island. And it was that was the the definite vibe that was that okay. they put out there, you know. Now, what about what about um, how long did you stay in that congregation? What, you know, at, at what age did you, you know, is, is this the area that you were in when you decided, hey, no, no Jehovah's Witness for me? Time to go. Uh, well, no, that was that was the, that was the questioning. That was the real big questioning. That was the mm-hmm. part where I started saying, uh, I know good people in in the world. I can't see because that remember this was the time where now they're trying to kind of backpedal and 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 you're still gonna die at Armageddon, but they didn't come out. 
I came, and I'm sure you guys came from the the uh, generation again. That's right, the man. Generation, you gonna die. That's it. My grandmother would, you know, she would be like, a, you know, they call my mother Duchess, you know, Duchy. It's all everybody calls her Duchess, you know, and to Duchy. When are you gonna start serving Jehovah? You're good. Your kids are gonna die, Duchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I was around, right? Like you know, as she's talking to my mother, I'm sitting there like gonna die. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what? I want to go out and play basketball. You talking about dying? Like you know what I mean? So it, yeah, it, it, this so is amazing. I came man. from that. Yeah, so did I. So did I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was it was serious. I mean, it was it was it was it was the 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 message of Jehovah's Witnesses, and they maintain this for like 150 years. It's going to happen tomorrow. Let's get it together today because we get tomorrow is going to be over with. And so you live your life every day. We joke about it all the time. My wife and I we joke about it all the time. If you ask a Jehovah's Witness, if you ask any witness. Uh, Brother Davis, you know, things are really bad today. You think the system can go on for another five or ten? Oh, no, oh, no. So the average witness cannot see more than five or ten years out. So then five years go by. Then they just adjust for the next five years. And they're still in this, in this, in this, in this whole, in this, in this holding, they're in like a a holding stage. Like, like an airplane, you know, waiting for the, for the, for the, uh, for the tower to bring them down. We're in a holding pattern right now. And that's the way Jehovah's (laughs) Witnesses live their lives. Literally in a holding pattern as we were waiting for the end, which is around the corner. Yeah, and it's so okay. sad because as Sean mentioned, yeah. I'm just trying to go play basketball right now, y'all. <laughs> I know, right? And y'all talking about I'm gonna die. And <laughs> so you see die. how they're putting this yeah. this um it's added good. pressure on children. Yeah, yeah. And this, is, this is creating phobias, fear, yeah. things yeah. like that. It's, it's, you can't be normal. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and, and, it, and, it, and it definitely had a an an effect um, you know, on on our lives, even as a, and I'm so glad you guys are doing this show, especially with me, because as you uh, said in the intro, you know, like you know, a lot of people cast away the 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 unbaptized person because it's like you don't matter. But I went through every. It's almost like you know, okay, I'm locked up in jail, but I get to leave. But I'm still experiencing every part of what goes on in jail. But the only difference is I get to walk out at night when they say lights out in five. You know what I mean? I can say, hey, okay, I'm I'm packing up and um I'll I'll be back tomorrow. But I experienced and saw everything that goes on. You know, I, I didn't I could I had to stay home sometimes. I had the uh, you know, when they when they had uh, certain holidays, I had to go in another classroom. I did all that while people were going on trips or they were having fun, you know, going to library, Sean, with like two other people that were uh, Jehovah Witnesses, you know what I mean? And we were like sitting in the library, like three of us, you know, so I experienced all of that, the judgment um, that came as I got older. And I hope I'm not jumping the gun, but as I got as I got older, then it started, you know, hey, man, you know, going back to the. This is the generation we came from. We ain't gonna get baptized, man. We go. They would actually in certain congregations because I've been to many different ones. I also lived in Florida. I lived down south. So I've been all over different congregations. You know, you got so and so that just got baptized, man. When you getting baptized? You know what I mean? So they would they would throw that 
you know, in your face. And, 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 and then when I started music, um, you know, in the early stages, it was, you know, I did my damn, my damnedest to keep that a, a secret. You know what I mean? Even though I wasn't baptized, but I was still at this point consistently going to the hall. We always but, knew that yeah. we were going well, I didn't get baptized until I was 18. So even at that point, you know, going to the Kingdom Hall, I was an unbaptized witness, but I followed all the rules and things like that. And I understood it when I was younger that, you know, if I'm 10, 11, 12 years old, I was going to make it into the into the new system under my mom's umbrella. Because mm. uh, they used to teach that. They taught that. Or where I was Age at, of accountability. Yeah, what was the yes. age of accountability? <laughs> Yes. And you're so you too old now. You too old to make it on your mama's skirt. <laughs> yeah, right. You're right, man. I remember yeah, they were throwing in your so face. So growing yeah. up as a Jehovah's yeah. Witness, you 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 felt every single thing. I mean, yeah. I couldn't eat the chocolate cake at the birthday party. I couldn't do the sleepovers. I couldn't join Girl Scouts. Those kind of things, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're right, man. Because I remember there were. I mean, I remember the brothers. You you, you had. Two kinds. The, the ones like you, like you said, they would throw it in your face, like when you get baptized. And I remember they would have the ones like, see, that could be you up there. They clapping for that brother right there. That, oh, that could be you. I got that. <laughs> and you oh, be yeah. sitting there, and you be sitting there like, yeah, that is true. I could I would yeah. because you got 10, 15,000 people clapping. And sometimes they would, I know some of our siblings, they would come back and they would after after um the baptism, you would have sometimes the, the, the brother would say, could all those who got baptized just please stand so the friends can see you? And then you got this yeah. little boy, and he's like eight years younger than you. You're like, okay, okay, hopefully okay. we can do this thing. What's my excuse, right? What's my excuse? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. so and, Sean, and, um, and, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. go ahead. Really quick, what I wanted to say was, and then also, I, I now I, I uh, got to the age where now I have the friends of the, the sons and the daughters of the eldest. And that's a whole different story. Now I'm hanging out with them, and they are. I'm have. I'm the one having to tone them down. Like, yo, uh, we should be doing, doing this. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So that that was another portion yeah. where it's that's like, called ah. preachers. That's called preacher's daughter syndrome. You yeah, know, the preacher's yeah. daughter got in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, they yeah. want to do everything they big enough to do because oh, they don't man. like all the all the controls yeah. and and, yeah. and and um. Of rules that they got to follow, so they they yeah. go on the other on the deep side on the other on the other That's end, right? right? That's exactly. Right. That's right. But I was going to ask you, Sean, what what is your relationship like with your family? Being an unbaptized witness, um, growing up in this religion, people feeling like, oh, he knows this is the truth and he knows the best way to do things, but he's not. What is your relationship with your witness family that are Jehovah's Witnesses? I got I got to tell you, you know, and I think I mentioned this in a couple of videos, um, even besides my family and I'll get to them. I, I, I you know, I, I've been accepted uh, and I made, made jokes about this. I, you know, I, I, I've been invited to all the barbecues, all the cookouts over the years. Um, I've even in current years, when I say current the last 10 years. Uh, yo. Heard your song, man. Saw your song. I'm talking about ministerial service and 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 elders wise. Hey, glitter, glitter, glitter. You know that was a song that I had that was really popular. You know, went viral and everything. Glitter guy, I saw that. I was, and I'm like at the assembly, like I don't know. If we're supposed to be talking about this right now, like you know, like I'm embarrassed right now, like you know. So it it showed me two things. We're getting into a whole different 
form of this religion, they're kind of lightening up on the, 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 you know, the, the streets a little bit, like, you know, um, so it's, 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 it's weird. Um, so I've always been like, you know, Hey, what's up, Sean? You know, at some point they even stopped asking me, when am I going to take the next step that died out? I would say like literally 15 years ago, you know, um, like, like they stopped even asking me, but I would still be invited. They would be talking to me. The, the elders and brothers and sisters will be huddled around me. And I got my elder brothers and, and, and pioneer sisters over there, but they're around me because, and it showed me that spirit talks to spirits. You know what I mean? It's the core of who you are that really matters. So I think at some point they forgot that I'm sitting here with a beard on and I got, <laughs> I got lines all in my hair and they're around me and vibing with me. And Hey, Sean, you want another beer? You know, and my brother's like sitting there like, and it, but it showed me and I think it showed him like, it really don't matter. They're connecting with me at a core level. You know what I mean? So to answer your question, uh, Lady C, um, no, they, they haven't um, shunned me. Uh, they know my views. I'm open about it. Um, I try not to be dogmatic, you know, whatever, whenever I'm in my, you know, whenever I'm in their uh, environment. Uh, but if they say certain things, you know, I don't disrespect it, but I'll say, you know, uh, you know, they, they'll kind of like edit their, their, their responses or their, um, their, their dialogue when it comes to the organization, knowing that I'm, I'm the big brother sitting there listening and they know my views on things. Now, when you start seeing these videos, I don't know. You know, am I considered uh, uh, an apostate and, you know, being unbaptized? I, I don't, I don't know. You know, um, maybe they're turning a blind eye and a, and a deaf ear. Maybe they have seen these videos and they're like, uh, he's, he was never baptized, so he can't be um, labeled an apostate. Um, well, Sean, have you yeah. thought about maybe you're their Quincy Jones? Because, you know, people like the celebrity status. So, you know, while you... You know, you're looking at, oh, hey, look, I, I, I'm, I'm in awe of meeting Quincy, and now that, and now you are their Quincy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get it. And, but there's certain people that these are people that knew me for a long time. So I think that it's just, I would say, as much as I would love it to be, because I was like Quincy, I would say that it was more of just how I vibe with people. My let spirit, me, let, you know. But, yeah, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Like, let, let me, let me, let, let me pose this to you and share with us what your thoughts are. Yeah. Do you think because there are two different things here. Is it the organization is lightening up or is it Jehovah's Witnesses are getting tired? And I'll tell you why I say that. Right now, the organization is doing full assault on apostates and apostasy and all that kind of stuff. And Chief, more and more witnesses like, I'm watching what I want to watch at home. Ain't nobody telling me I can't watch those shows and those channels. And so is, is, it, the organ- <laughs> so is it the organization is, 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 is lightening up or the witnesses are just getting tired and wore out. Like, you know what? I'm, I'm grown, man. I pay my own in that service. If I want to click on this channel and watch it, if I want to comment, 
I can comment because I remember, man, when I was growing up, we used to we they used to tell us to their siblings, do not speak to apostates, do not look at them, have nothing. When you go out there, semi straightforward, you get in your car, maybe at a little sign, you just drive through the gate. Okay. Yes, Chief. We got people. When we let me give you a perfect example. When we post this video right here, right here, we're gonna get four or five Jehovah's Witnesses. I, I, I just, dude, we just put it out thirty seconds ago. You sitting here waiting. For us. <laughs> yeah. and we start laughing. See, see, it, see. This is what makes it so sad, man. The Jehovah's Witness who comes online to disagree with any of our videos, yours or anybody else. They don't even, they don't even, it doesn't register to them. You're not supposed to be here. You're not supposed to be here. So once you take the, once you take a Jehovah's Witness out of the oversight of the organization and you let them be themselves, you'll see a side of Jehovah's Witnesses you've never seen. But when they're under the careful, watchful eye of the organization, they will pretend. They will mm-hmm. pretend like I love Jehovah and his organization. Do whatever I'm told. No, they don't. No, well, they you know, don't. just just real briefly, you know, JT has a cousin who he never was a servant, an elder, anything like yeah. that. But just just trying to keep this short. Um, a lot of the elders, you know, have mad respect for him and mainly because he gives them money. He, you know, he he does things for them monetarily. And yeah. we had another situation in our congregation when we were in Alexandria, Virginia, when there was this brother, very wealthy brother, lived in the congregation. He wasn't a servant and elder either. And the circuit overseer and district overseer, they hung out with him all the time. So sometimes Jehovah's Witnesses are willing to look the other way if they feel like they're getting something from this relationship as well. You know, uh, so Sean, I don't know if uh-huh. you were giving them any money or not, but. You know, they felt like, hey, we're going we to hang out with Sean or you're going to be on the but, next BET Awards and I want to be known as being his friend. I mean, because there's other things going on here, too. Yeah, But, it, you know. but it's, 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 it, I know it was a and great point, uh, Lacey, but also, uh, J.D., I know it probably was more of a rhetorical uh, question, but yeah, um, yeah, you're, you're, you're right. And I just wanted to clarify, yes, it's not the organization, it's the people that are tired. You're 100% correct. Yes. Yes. Yeah. If the organization was to drop the shunning thing for those who are baptized today, the witnesses yeah. would be right there, their families, man. Right. Do you know yeah. what would happen yeah. if they stopped the shunning today? <laughs> there would be so many hotels that are being booked for reunions. People to say, <laughs> I want to get back with my family and they will be so partying. Uh, you know would. what I'm saying? It would. Uh, there would not be a DJ and, and available in the city. <laughs> and, <you're, laughs> and that was always weird to me. I'm like, I could be around, you know, all my family, but the people that with this fellowship can't. Yeah. Yeah. I just never understood that. I'm like, yeah. I, you know, I just, I, I, till this day, I, I can't understand it. Like, you know, I yeah. do understand and I'm sorry. I do understand it, but it's just, I can't believe that they don't understand. It, it, it's amazing. It's crazy. It, it's crazy. I mean, when you we look back. That happened to us just recently. Oh, man. My, yeah. my aunt started shunning me about five years ago. She died last year. She died shunning me. I'm sorry. Who? My aunt, my mom's baby sister. Oh, okay. Okay. She, okay. she decided to shun me because she found out we had a YouTube channel. And so she said, we're talking against Jehovah, things like that. And um, bottom line is she had stopped going to the meeting some years ago and then she got terminally ill and then things turned for her. So she went back to the kingdom home. But 
So she began to shun me, but then I started noticing how she was hooked up with some other family members of ours, that, but because they weren't baptized. So she was able to talk with them, laugh and click like on their posts and things like that. But me and my dad, we're being shunned, you know, all because we don't believe what these seven guys, eight guys in New York City says, you know. And, and, and that's a good point that you made when you said, you know, um, she, she got terminally ill and then she went back to the kingdom. So many of people that I knew in my age bracket and friends, as soon as things get rough, like like you said earlier, I believe it was, I think you said it, Lady C or JT, that, that they run back to the kingdom all. And I'm like, no, just don't sell crack. <laughs> just, don't, just don't hold a gun on you and be out in the streets. You wouldn't be out in the streets. Dumb stuff. Just live yeah. a normal life. Like, like yeah. you know, they want, yo, man, yeah, the streets is rough, bro. I'm going back to the hall. It's like, yeah, ex- exactly. Just don't put that stupid don't stuff. Don't that crazy <laughs> stuff you're doing. That <laughs> is so true. Yeah. That is so true. Yeah. yeah. And um, and that's where that that's where that term sitting on the fence comes in. Yeah. Where people yeah. would say, I'm not going to do the Jehovah Witness thing, but I'm going to sit on the fence. And when things get bad or when it looks yes. like Armageddon, I'm going back in. Gonna hit. That's yeah. why 9 yeah. 11 hit. Everybody started going back to the Kingdom Hall. Kingdom Hall was packed, that. man. They were packed. Yes. They were packed. Oh, they, they were, were packed. packed. Weren't they? Yeah, I was overseas when 9 11 I was on a tour. I was doing a, uh, a 30 day tour uh, in Europe because I released an album in Europe and it did fairly well. So they brought me out. Uh, to uh to germany and italy and all of those places so i was out there when it hit and my mother she worked in tower one uh for dun and brad street so she oh, was wow. in the build she was in the building when it hit oh, thank wow. god she got out and everything yeah. but uh but yeah no you're right that was that was it just tribulation, tribulation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. this oh, yeah. is yeah. it it's start, it's starting yeah that right is, and, and, and it, and then, yeah yeah go ahead Go ahead. I'm saying, and if you're from New York, you know exactly where, if you've ever seen where Bethel sits at, it looks right over oh, sure. into lower Manhattan. Oh, sure. And yeah, oh, and, and all, right. the Bethel, all the Bethel, they used to tell us when I was at Bethel that we will watch, you know, Satan's system fall into the East River. And I can imagine, man, what it must have been like at Bethel that day as they saw those towers go down. Everybody thought yes. Armageddon start. It has, yeah, it, they it has did. Now, here's yes. a kicker. Now, here's a kicker. Why would they think that Armageddon had started and there had been no call for true peace and security? That's right. Very, Witnesses teach that before the end starts, the nations yes, will is. cry true peace and security. So why was yes, any Jehovah's Witness saying when those towers fell down, the end was starting? That's right. And so that's when you, exactly. so when you have a bunch of goofy teachings, right. teachings that you simply glue together to try to make Plato and 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 and, and Tonka toys and stuff. That's what you yeah. end up with. Crazy stuff. Yeah. Lego, Lego yeah. pieces, you know. <laughs> and, and and it's just it's crazy because you know, sometimes you know, I can't and these are fairly intelligent people, you know, oh, yeah. certain oh, people yeah. that I know in my family, and we're sitting at gatherings and I'm sitting there and they are just you know, I and that's it. That's the thing. You know, I love them dearly, but I'm mm-hmm. like, I, how do I even have a normal relationship when you this can't. is when certain beliefs are going to be brought up all the time? Right. And and and, and I'm just a, a deep critical thinker, and I can't just obey and submit to this foolish buffoonery 
anymore. I can't. When you talk about certain things, even when they start talking about politics and yeah, that's why when the, the system and they, 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 I, I, I'm like biting my tongue. I'm like, oh my God, yeah, I, I can't do this. It is bad. Now see what you're saying? Let's see what you're saying. You're saying, okay, I'm unbaptized. I ain't going to no meetings. They know how I feel. But I'm allowed to be in their company, right? But yeah. you're still limited in what you can talk about. And yeah. so that's why for me, when people say I'm PIMO or I'm trying to fake it till I make it or yeah. till I leave yeah. and all that, mm-hmm. yeah. it's like, I can't see how they can go around all those people. I wouldn't even, it's like, you're not doing me any favors by allowing me in your presence because I can't yeah. talk about what I want to talk about. Yeah. You know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. You're you're being and, and, censored. Your conversations yes. are very censored. Yeah, yes, you you, yes. you 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 have you have to kowtow to their program. That's what right. you have to do. And that's why people eventually stop being PMO. They reach a point like you know I can't do this. I'm yeah. not gonna sit here yeah. and act like I want to hear y'all discuss. Yeah. Did you hear, did you see that yeah. fine point in the Awake magazine? You know. And I'm not knocking. Know. I'm not knocking all you PMOs. I love y'all just the same. But I'm just saying. It reached the point when you when you're the PMO, It's just. You you yeah. you can only you can only yeah. fake it for so long. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's long. And, and, and it's really and really it, difficult. It started getting really bad for me. Uh, um, you know, five years ago. You got to talk. You got to think about it. You know, uh, five years ago, I was four years ago. I was still at a, an assembly. You know what I mean? I I was just I would say three four years ago. I was at Stanley Theater, you know, uh, in New Jersey, uh, four years ago. Um. But it got bad when I started um, walking out. I started walking out when, when, when they would say certain things, when they seemed like they would glorify uh, the world being destroyed. And they would say certain things in my spirit. It, 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 I, wanted to, I used to daydream about standing up and yelling profanities. And I was like, I said, you know, this is bad. I got I got. I, and I used to just leave for sometimes an hour at a time. I'd come back, sit next to my mother. She'd be like, where are you? I'm like, I, you know, I, I never said anything at that moment. But I was like, nah, just getting fresh air. But it was like I couldn't. It was almost like I was an accomplice to a crime. And I couldn't even be in the building while these people were talking. I was an accomplice to something, you know, that was going on. And I couldn't even be there. I didn't want it rubbing off on my skin. I didn't even want it in 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 my you know in the in all my clothes. <laughs> that's a very interesting description. We've heard people describe it, and I know for me that's kind of way it was. Um, for me, it was. I, I feel like I was being smothered. Mm. I mean, as you sit there and you and you see them have young kids come on the stage and they mm. turn down full scholarship. And you look around, you yes. see 12, 15,000 people clapping. Like, you must be crazy. This boy just turned yeah. down a stand to go to Yale. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, uh. so you would see this kind of stuff. And for me, it became like, I just feel like I'm being smothered under this craziness. And then you yeah. can't say yeah. anything. Yeah. And see, right. that's the kicker. It's not like yeah. you said, well, you know, that's crazy, man. No, no. If yeah. you say something, you will be dealt with. And so I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. Can't do right. this. Now, Sean, you said that you were in the music industry and you've oh, yeah. um, got some, um, you know, you, you, you've had your feet wet for quite a while now because yeah. I understand that you, you know, you've been out there and been with a lot of heavy hitters. Um, yeah. Would you say that the Watchtower um, 
did you get started in the industry at, at, a, at a time when you thought you should? Or do you think that your training in this religion kind of made you hesitant at first? How, how did things play out for you? Um, you know, it was something that uh, if I had to, um, uh, I had a backup plan in my mind subconsciously. I said, I'm going to do music. This is something that's, it was a gift. It was something that you couldn't even say, like, it, it, it's a passion. So it was like, this is going to be done. Whether it's in the light or in the dark, it's going to be done. And my backup plan was that it's just going to be between me and Jehovah at some point. Even if I had to, you know, even if I have to leave this organization, if I progress far enough in this organization, uh, if it came down to it, I'm going to ditch the organization. It's just going to be between me and Jehovah. You know what I mean? So that was my reasoning. You know what I mean? So I always had that I was going to do music regardless. And, you know, it, it, it's, you know, if I have to ditch the organization, that then so be it. You know, because I always, I, I was already, I never, I never was fully in. Um, even when I used to go to bat and I used to go to bat with other well-known rappers, you know, we would be in the studio and they would say certain things. Um, uh, and I would go to bat for Jehovah, not the organization, but for Jehovah, you know, they would say, uh, you know, certain things. And I would say, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, whatever, whatever I had to debate with them about or whatever. It wasn't from the Bible. It was. It was. You know, I wasn't that guy that's going to uh, quote scriptures. I was the guy that spoke from the heart, from the inside, and I would say, you know, yeah, but it don't make sense. You know, like let's say birthdays. Oh, you don't celebrate a birthday. You follow that 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 Jehovah thing. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, and I would say, yeah, but because it's glorifying yourself. You know, it's glorifying yourself. Why are you? Why are you glorifying yourself? You know, and 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 praising yourself for living another year. That wasn't you. That wasn't your doing. That was Jehovah's doing. Jehovah allowed you to live another year. So I was very, very uh, passionate about going to bat for for Jehovah. But one thing that I also wanted to mention, um, uh, you know, relating to the music, um, was that. You know, I, I always thought that, you know, it was a gift from God, like, you know, to, 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 to be able to articulate myself through music. And I, I, I always thought that it had to be put out there, you know, now the type of music or what I was saying, that's a different story. But I, I always knew that this was kind of like a gift. And, and, and that I had to, I had to get it out there to the masses, you know what I mean? So, yeah. You know, it's interesting that the, the witness culture is fascinating. If someone wants to pursue a certain non-standard thing other than, you know, when the washer and, you know, you know, doing yard work, uh, <laughs> that person will be the person will be the yeah. You want to pursue something in the arts and entertainment, you will be discouraged by witnesses. But if you become successful, or you achieve any level of success, witnesses they want to brag about you. Oh, we're so proud of you. you know, he's and it's like, hold up, yes. no, we're not because because we've seen that yes. we, we see so many people who you know, the, like right now, the watchtower want lawyers, 
The Watchtower is asking for lawyers. Oh. <laughs> Any Jehovah's Witness who had said when they was 18 years old they wanted to be a lawyer would have been dog. Now that they got their law degree and the Watchtower can use you, oh, you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. And that's yeah. the way this organization works. And so I remember you said that, you know, people you'd meet at the assembly, hey, I got you, I heard you knew Al. But yet, if you were just yes. starting out, they'd be like, you know, he's doing that worldly music, you know. Yes, and so, yes. <laughs> and so, and so it's, yeah. And, and, and it's just part, and it's just simply part of Jehovah's Witness culture. But let me ask you this question, though, because uh-huh. you have a website. You have a website where you talk about your life experience being involved with in this religion. Oh, yeah. So what is your, can you tell everybody what your YouTube channel is? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you heard it here first. Uh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Why, why did you name it that? You yeah. heard it here first. What was that all about? Um, it was it was based off of uh, a Facebook um, uh, page that I have called "You Heard It Here First," and I just and that was basically just you know um, my perspective. You probably are going to hear it here first. So certain things that I speak about or whatever. Um, I named it, you heard it here first, you know, based on my perspective on anything in life. Um, so I just use that same name, um, in the, uh, for the, uh, ex Jehovah witness, uh, community, you know, uh, you heard it here first because, you know, I said my perspective is a little different how I guess I come across than, than most people, uh, that I, that I see on the channel. Um, I gravitate towards certain channels, yours probably uh, being the top. You know, I just, I just, I, there's no rhyme or reason. I just, I gravitate towards you guys. It feels like I know you in a weird way. First thing I said to my brother when he sent me your, your channel, I said, do we know them? You know, and he's like, why? <laughs> I said, why does it seem like I know them? He's like, I, I don't know. I don't because we, we, we family. Oh, we family. We family, right? We family. We family. That's, That's right. Family, right? And 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 we all we all ate from that. that we all ate from that trough. Exactly. <laughs> and I wanted to ask you guys a question. Be the only question. I know you're the interviewers here. Um, oh, no, go ahead. It, it, it was always something that I wanted to ask you, and I almost forgot. Um, what kind of witnesses were you guys? So I come into your congregation. You know, I'm visiting the area. I pop in, you know, I got this, you know, I got whatever else is going on. My uh, little semi blocks or whatever you my twist in my hair. <laughs> how, do, how, how do you greet me? How, how, you know, JT, you know, you'll probably greet me first. I don't know, uh, Lady C, you seem like you're, you was one of those really outgoing sisters that's like, hey, you know. Uh, I, really you know what? Good, good question. Yeah. I, I love your yeah. question. I love your question. That's um, a good question. We were like the outgoing couple that invited people over. We greeted yeah. people. And I'm going to tell you right now, I cannot believe that when the circuit overseer in my mom's congregation, it was in the congregation I was in in Ohio. And I was trying to meet the sister. Hi, how are you? Well, you know, what's your name? And she didn't want to say who she was. And everybody was looking around because I hadn't met her yet. And I'm like trying to introduce myself. and I'm trying to be nice and all this kind of stuff. And she's looking at me like I'm crazy. And so all of a sudden, my mom looked at me. And she says, Kathy, she's the circuit overseer's wife. And I'm like, well, can't she speak? You know, because I'm up here trying to be nice. What? 
But yeah, she didn't want to speak. Yeah. Then we had the then this this is when I was going to pioneer school. That's when I was in pioneer school. And she and I didn't I didn't know who her husband was, but it was the first day of our pioneer school and he was teaching our class and she happened to show up and I guess she must have been offended because she must have felt that I should have known who she was and I didn't. So I'm over here trying to be nice and introducing herself and of course I'm young, so she's probably looking at me like, "Who's this little young person over here?" But then when we were in our congregation in Alexandria, same thing. We had a circuit overseer came in first time and his wife, you know, everybody's walking around her and saying, talking to her and so forth. And I'm trying to have a conversation and I'm mm-hmm. asking her, you know, where, where were you at? Where were you from? And different stuff, just trying to be, be nice and so forth. And she was looking at me like out West. And I used to live out West. And so I was like trying to figure out if we had a connection, may have run across the same people. She would not tell me what congregation or what what area she had visited out west. She it was almost like she was tired of people asking her that question. So, you know, we were that couple. We 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 always invited the friends to our home. We always made people feel comfortable. And I think that's why we kind of woke up to a lot of crazy stuff because we knew who we were. We gotcha. knew that we were the nice people. But when we would see these mean evil people come around, we'd be like, why are they so mean? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I know my, my, my experience probably comes from my childhood. Um, my, my mom had four kids um, mm-hmm. and her husband wasn't an elder. It wasn't a brother. And so as kids, we got cut short. We never got invited or, you know, we would come to the King Hall on Sunday and the other kids would say, why y'all the guys didn't come to brother house, brother so-and-so's house for the cookout? And we like, what cookout? We didn't even know anything uh, about the cookout. And so I just made a person. This was just something personal. I've told my wife this before. I just made a personal decision. I, and when I was a kid, when I was young, if I ever, if I ever become an elder, I will make sure that the single kids, the single parents don't get cut short. Yes. And so we would make a, wow. we would actually make a concerted effort. When I gave talks in other congregations, we would always try to invite, if we could, someone to come along with us because other congregations will often feed you. And so we would just ask some of the, the lowly ones, quote unquote, in the congregation. Yes. Hey, look, I'm giving yes. a talk this Sunday. You want to go? And I remember we had this one couple in our car, man. They had been with us for like 35, 40 years. And I looked in the mirror. I looked in the rearview mirror and they were back there just crying. I'm like, what's going on? And the brother said, you know, all these years we've been in the truth. Ain't no brother ever invited us to go with them to give a talk. Wow. And, and wow. so, and so I'm like, I mean, we get, we used to get in trouble, man. We would try to do things. We would try to, ha- like, we try to have a, a, a one, one Saturday, we we're going to sub a little bowling, go out for bowling. And so we would try to, we try to set it up where after field service, we're going bowling, y'all. And we would invite all the friends, old folks, you know, even the friends in the wheelchair. They couldn't, they would come out. Brother JT, I can't bowl, but I just want to see y'all young folks having a good time out there. <laughs> man, do you know somebody dropped a dime to the CO on me, man? The wow. CEO called me up. He says, uh, uh, Brother JT, how you doing, man? I said, oh, what's going on? Uh, how's things going? We, we you know, a little, little, little small talk. And then he said, I understand you organizing bowling outings. And I'm like, well, you know, once a month, you know, after field service and everything, we had the friends over and everything. He said, well, okay, that's, that's good. That's good. He said, but let me ask you a question. Do you think we could organize Saturday afternoon field service. Man, I wanted to grab this dude and snatch him. Wow. Man. And as a result, yeah. man, and you know what happens when some elders don't support an arrangement. 
the friends start taking side. Well, you know, brother so and so, they don't go to the bowling things. Well, I ain't gonna be going, brothers. And yeah. so we know, end up canceling. Well, do you know the reason why I was so wow. mad about that is because I was sick that day. Yeah. And I couldn't go bowling, but JT took the friends bowling. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And and I was looking forward to the next one because I was like, okay, I'm going to the next one. And then the next one didn't happen. So I was like, oh, shoot. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I mean, it was crazy. Yeah, because you know how in the organization you can't go to the social activity unless you go out and feel sick. You can't, you can't, you know, you can't show yeah. up at a party. You didn't yeah. have to feel sick in the morning. Yeah. And so, so a lot of the young people, you know, they're like, I'm going home. Yeah. I'm going to go bowling. So they went out and feel serious and everything. Um, I, I had a you, you asked us how would we treat people? Yeah. Um, we would try to treat people right. I got in trouble because I I I pulled the circuit, I pulled the seal to the side and told him about his wife. A lot of the friends in the hall, his wife was just rude. She was just this this chick was rude, and I knew that you know don't mind what she your title is. She wasn't yeah. rude. She was nasty. Yeah, I mean, and, and so for me, after going to Bethel, I saw guys who had titles who were just jacks. So I knew your title don't make don't mean nothing, man. You yes, you can be a yes. fool. You can be yeah. a fool with a title, and so yeah. I, I I I asked the circus, I said, can, can we work together on service, man? Oh yeah, yeah, no problem, man. And so we was out in field service. That's look, man. I want to run something by you, man. I'm, I'm just telling you, you know, you you the traveling work, and you know, as a result, you know, you guys depend on the friends, you know, giving you, you know, little helping you out, little green handshake, that kind of stuff. And I'm just gonna let you know, man. You know, the friends are very concerned about your wife, man, because uh, she was just. I mean, it, but you know what, JT? Friend, I was wondering. See, I was wondering why they started treating us nasty. Because let me say this. Yeah. yeah so, oh, yeah, they friend, <laughs> so we had so we had these this, these, these oh, two uh, sisters in our congregation. See, old um, dog, man. Actually. The one sister and then the, her her roommate went to the other congregation. Yeah. She was best friends with them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you know she invited us, just me and yeah. JT, mm-hmm. and the circuit overseer and his wife to dinner after the meeting when they were serving our congregation? They said, so they were, so her and her, her roommate were in the kitchen cooking. Circuit overseer and his wife and me and JT were all four of us sitting in the living room. Mm-hmm. Remember that Sprint commercial? You could hear a pin drop. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They yeah. refused to speak to us. Yeah, I mean, they, they would not, what? they would not, they would yeah, not they would, talk they were just rude. And, and so a lot of they friends not, wanted to say and that something. Was after you, I, was think that, I think that was after you talked to him about his wife being rude. I though. didn't really care. I mean, she was wrong. <laughs> she was wrong. I mean, there were a lot of the older friends and friends were just, I don't want to say anything because she the second old sister. See, the reason why you knew about that was because, number one, you had met her at Bethel years Chief, before. I met her when she was at Bethel. And she, Chief, when she came to Bethel, I'm serious. I was uh-huh. there. When this sister came to Bethel, she came with two of her girlfriends. Chief, I thought she was single. She was That's mad. She was Chief, she was, Chief. The boys are like, man, who them sisters you got to on tour, man? I said, yeah, man, some sisters of them in Florida, man, some good girls. And I didn't know she was mad. She she was fronting like she was single, man. This chick wow. was fronting like she was single. Right. We ended up meeting her before they got into the circuit work because she came to visit the sister. Now, I don't want to put names out, but she came to visit the sister that was in our congregation that knew them for years. They used to pioneer yeah. down in Florida together. And so the bottom line was uh, we had met her before she even went into the work. Yeah. And when we finally saw the husband, this is before they came to our congregation to serve. And she had uh-huh. one name. So she, she was introduced. I'm not going to give you no names, but let's just say she was introduced to us as Susie. But when she got to the circuit work, she wanted to be married. So then when we saw the husband, we said, hey, 
tell Susie we said hello. And he's like, Susie? Who's Susie? Who's Susie? Uh-oh. You mean you mean Mary? <laughs> like, that's what he did to us. That that's what he did What's to up us. With this? But we met her as Susie. <laughs> but when she came to the when she came to serve in the circuit work, she was Mary. So we're like, okay. Uh, and then my and I then mean, my girlfriend said, Well, she'll always be Susie to me. I ain't calling her no Mary. That was so crazy. See, I used to get in trouble. I, I used to get in trouble all the time because if friends would come to me and if they was having problems, one the L's, you know, I had no problem. I had no problem putting these guys aside because I understood everybody puts one pay, one leg in at a time. And so yeah, I just felt yeah, comfortable. Look, man, let yeah, talk to you, man. Yeah. Because I always ask my this is you can ask my wife, she'll tell you. The question I always asked was this. How would Jesus handle this? Would Jesus do that? Yes. And and, yes. and, 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 and if the answer is, well, Jesus would probably call the brother to the side, let him know that, you know, his, his, his fly is open. Then, then, that's, <laughs> then that's the same thing I'm going to do. I'm going to call that's the brother to the side. Doing. Your yeah. fly is open, brother. And, yeah. and, and, I, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you something. That, that, was, the, that was a big breakdown yeah. for me. Yeah. I mean, I'm, when I say that whole scenario with that circuit overseer and his wife, yeah. If that wasn't a great big uh crack in my foundation with the with the attitude, I was like, oh my God, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, I so, 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 so the, go ahead. Yeah, go so ahead. the so the answer to your question, man, I I I, I would we would have treated you well. Um we, we see this is this is why this is why we do this channel. You know, I I took this religion seriously. And so when I came to realize this thing was bogus, man, it was like, hold up, hold up, hold up. This is this is messed up. As I, you know, yeah. as, in, in, yeah. in one of my videos, I said, you know, the organization cannot jack with people's lives. Man, we are jacking yes. with people's lives, yes. man. Yes. yes. I mean, the stuff that we were told, the decision that we made, it was because of this organization. So we have a lot of people's lives have been jacked up, mm-hmm. derailed, and that was one of the yeah. things. What was, as I was telling my uh, lady see before we started, even people who were not baptized. Sure. Many people who never got baptized, they were given this as their foundation and they made decisions. Most Jehovah's Witness kids who grow up and don't get baptized, rarely do they go off to become successful people. I've, the, the, the thing we often hear is, I'm going to die anyway at Armageddon, so it don't matter. I'm going to just live yeah. my life. No, Very you ain't true. got to do that, Chief. You said something. You said something that, and I think I mentioned, and I said it. Uh, I, I don't remember it verbatim, but I was like, damn it. I said, JT hit it on the nail. You know, um, I, I was doing my jog and, and I finished my jog. I do my jog every morning. And I was, I was listening to you as I was winding down, doing my walk back, back home. And you said something. You said, you said, don't become the poster child yeah. for 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 the the and correct me if I'm wrong, the XJW yeah. that yeah. that don't. that's not doing well in life. Don't, 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 don't Don't, become, don't look a certain way. Don't don't act a certain don't be the poster. And I said, Let me post the child. Yes. Let me post the child. Yes, okay. because it's easy don't. for someone that's active to look out and be like, oh, look, look at him. Look, look how his life is turning out. Yeah. You can't do that with me. No. You you no. couldn't do that with me when I was in, when I, well, not really in, but when I was, you know, I understand. We, we understand what you're talking in. about. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, you know, and you can't do it to me now. I'm living my best life. I yes. go on vacation. I'm financially good. Got some businesses, some investment property. I'm doing well. You know what I mean? You, Thank, you, you have yeah. a so yeah. you have a measure of happiness that they said we would not have. Mm-hmm. Yes, 
Yes. We have a measure of yes. happiness that they said you will not have if you walk out those doors. And we're like, y'all yes. are just lying. Because I yes. feel much better not hawking them books on the weekend. I don't exactly. know about y'all. I speak for you. But yeah. I, I feel good not hawking books on the weekend myself. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Sean, you want to tell us a little bit about your career as a, a musician? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I've been doing it for the longest uh, ever since I could I could remember whether it was writing poetry. Um, uh, it, it, you know, I, I started writing poetry at a very young age and would I remember one time a, a teacher sent a letter home saying your son is very, very good at, at, at putting words together in poetry. And uh, then I started doing school plays. Um, I, I started doing uh, a catalog, Sears catalog and stuff like that. So I've always been associated with the the industry for a long time. Sears, Macy's catalog. Remember the little brochures that they were sending yep. inside inside the um, the newspaper. So I, I did that. I would do school plays. Then I started doing music uh, at a very young age. And my first commercial release was 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 in the nineties at a really young age. You know, uh, I, I was like a young teen. Uh, so, um, yeah, so I've been doing it a long time, traveled the world, experienced a lot, rubbed a lot of shoulders. And now, uh, I, um, release my own music underneath my own company, Salamakis, which is my, uh, last name miles spelled backwards. And it's kind of like a, you know, uh, uh, like Oprah. sell them like Oprah. yeah 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 like Oprah. yeah, yeah exactly yeah, like that's right well Harpo so, I think it's all well, Harpo uh, and yeah Harpo yeah 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 same. yeah, yeah, yeah. that's so cool I, that's I, cool I, yeah. I copied the format and yeah. uh yeah sell them records and um yeah we um we have our core uh uh when I say we because it's me and my my younger brother one year younger than me he has the the uh the channel called the back room um and uh yeah we um we do music together. He's a producer. I'm the artist, and uh, and we uh, release. Uh, we we've done very well and kept the core audience from in the U.S. and even outside the U.S. And um, I mean, I'm back in theater school, so I'm I'm back in uh, uh, acting school in New York City. I also manage my daughter's career. She's an actress. She's been in uh, a lot of stuff, TV shows and stuff since the. Uh, since she was three years old, she'll be 21 in two months. So uh, I, I manage her career. So I'm involved in a lot of things and also, you know, love to do this, what you guys are doing. I'm love, I love to be a part of the community. I was talking to my brother. I said, when we going to have a, when we going to have an XJW assembly? Like when we, when we going to have everybody that does this, like, like, in one place, you know what I mean. We have our own. We got to do that. We got to do that cruise, man. We, we got to do that cruise. That, oh, you got to do that cruise. Yeah, we got to do the cruise. Oh, we got to do the cruise. Talk of the town. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, I'm in. Yeah, it's gonna be off the chain. Look, yeah, I know you mentioned. Yeah. I know you had mentioned that uh, you had a chance over the years to work with a lot of different uh, interesting people in the entertainment industry with Arista Records. Uh, Clive yeah. Davis, uh, Sydney, yep. um, not Sydney Portier, but uh, Quincy Jones. Um, yeah. As you as you look back, as you just look back over what you've been able to done, been able to do. Uh, how do you feel about yourself? Uh, I, I feel great. I feel yeah. that I accomplished a lot. 
Um, yeah. I was at war with myself, and I think a major part of that was this 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 organization. I was one at one point where I'm like, okay, I'm going to ditch it, not ditch music. I'll always do it at some some level, but I'll ditch being in the business part of music once I feel like it's starting to get close to the end. You know what I mean? This was very early on, you know. So now I feel at peace. This is a total peace that I have to say, like, this is, this is what I'm doing. This is what it is. And, and, you know, uh, as far as the end, um, there's nobody alive right now that's going to see that, you know what I mean? That's just my belief. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, you know, that's a separate thing, you know, it's, so it's, it's, you know, and that's, that's something that I said that rubbed, uh, you know, somebody the wrong way in my family. I said, we, mm -hmm. it, you're not going to see it. Yeah. It's going to be the same way as yeah. our uncles that died, our grandparents that died. I said, you, you, you're, you're going to pass away. Yeah. You're yeah. Going, and, no. and, the, and the earth is going to continue. And it's, yeah. it's, you know, I can't speak about two, three, four thousand years from now. Nobody can right now. I said, but I'm talking about us living right now. You, you, you're going to pass away. You're not yeah. going to mm -hmm. see any of yeah. You're not. You know? I, I think the most I think the most unique thing about the Jehovah's Witness uh, teaching, because lots of denominations teach, you know, we're living in the last days, man. You know, things are pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, that's not yeah, really yeah. a that's not really a unique teaching to Jehovah's yeah, Witness. Exactly. That, that, yeah, okay. exactly. But what is unique is that the Jehovah's Witness culture culture requires that you suspend your life. See, that's the problem. I, I I I got guys I work Very with. You know, they'll tell you, yeah, man, JT, man, we last days, but these boys driving Benzes, okay? These boys living That's in, right. in That's these right. boys living in six hundred, seven thousand dollar houses, okay? That's right. <laughs> so, yep. so, so we we, yeah. we 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 can roll with that. Yeah. Whereas I yeah. look at the Jehovah's Witnesses who have suspended living. They didn't prepare for themselves to retire old because we're gonna be in a new system, right? Yeah. We just had my wife and I just just last weekend, just last weekend. We went back over to Alexandria, Virginia, the place that we used to live in, the place that we used to live in when we first got married and how much we was paying about six, seven hundred dollars a month. And that we thought it was high. Rent. Well, we ended at one thousand. Well, yeah, but I'm saying, but it, 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 it was when we started out it was about six hundred dollars. Well, yeah, true. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. It was about six hundred dollars when we started out. We went back. As you know, Amazon is building a major headquarters in the Arlington, Alexandria area. The apartment that we was at, those apartments now are going for two, three, and four thousand dollars, man. Wow. And wow. so the yeah. point is one of the things that we noticed with a lot of the witnesses who live in Northern Virginia, which is very expensive, man. Anybody for me with Washington, DC, it is high living here. But especially yeah. if you live yeah. in Alexandria, Virginia, because you're 15 minutes from DC. Chief. Yeah. We used to see the witnesses every year. There was witnesses who had to move around in different apartments because they raised the rent a hundred, hundred and fifty, two hundred dollars. When you when you resign your lease, if it's six seventy five, next year is nine twenty. The next year is eleven hundred. And so, yeah. because witnesses don't have typically the type of jobs that you need to pay those kind of prices, because our religion teaches us the end's gonna come, it's gonna save our behind, we'll be okay. And as a result, you see the witnesses struggling. Right. And so this is what makes our, the religion that we were part of so unique. Not that we taught the world was going to end, but we taught our members, suspend your life 
and Correct. just sell books and hawk down the street with little carts. And the Correct. end will save you from all your problems. And so that is what makes this thing so sad, man. It's so sad. But yeah. man, I, don't, I don't know how I don't know how we would have made it because yeah. um, the apartment that we were in is now going for like what two to four thousand. Two to four thousand. Wow. <laughs> See, we're talking wow. about two to four thousand. Like good. Because we were oh we were in the because we were in the in we were in one of the in apartments that was overlooking um yeah. National yeah. Airport, and you could see the fireworks yeah. from our you apartment. See the fireworks from DC, yeah. And now, wow. man, we, we, we just checked in. We just checked in. Like the girl's like, that one is 37, and this is 39. <laughs> mm. Good gracious. And these are like one and two bedrooms, man. These are one and, and two bedrooms. Get them too. Oh, yeah. And Chief, get you can't get too. Yeah. They will get them because this Amazon yeah. headquarters is bringing yes. in 25,000 jobs, and the average job is a hundred thousand dollars a year. So yeah, if you yeah. have a husband and wife that work for Amazon, that's two that's that's two clicks. Yeah. Two clicks. Yeah. And so they can afford right. to live there. But for the Jehovah's Witnesses in this area, it's gonna be it's gonna be Out. it's gonna be on. It's gonna be right. On. I mean, you know, wow, it's amazing. Wow, yeah. It's hey, the mindset. It's yeah, the mindset. it's the mindset. But man, I, I yeah, tell you, we wait. are so glad that you could come on. Yeah. So I was gonna say, yeah. do you have any do you have any do you have any other things that you want to say, Sean, yeah. about before we um end your interview? Anything else well, you want to mention? I, I, I definitely uh wanna say that I mean this has been a privilege, you know. I just I you know, I feel like I'm I, well, I am on with family, so this is this is family. But with that being said, I, I definitely think that we need a part two, three, four, and five. We 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 have to continue this. There's so much that that you know um i haven't spoken about that i need to i think i need to address to help others um there are certain facets of of my story inside this organization that needs to be expressed and um you know what i mean so we uh we definitely need to uh to continue this you know um at some point or another you know and um yeah but um yeah, I just love the job that you guys are, are doing. You're like the OGs of of this, you know, <laughs> this thing right here. Um, there are certain people that, you know, I, I um, uh, well, that's another story. But there's there are certain people that that uh, you 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 wonder uh, why uh, they are doing with what we are doing. You know, um, I think. I get the feeling that there's some people that got tainted and, um, you know, I just thank you for, uh, opening your, uh, your, your door to, uh, to me and my story, but, uh, yeah, let's continue it. Absolutely. And I want to say, here's, here's what I want to say too. And I'm, I'm just grateful, you know, to just connect with you and everything. And there's a lot of people that are trying to connect with me, but I keep trying to tell people that I am my own virtual assistant. So, (laughs) <laughs> and, and you you want to connect with people, but it's like I I see this person, but like I just can't get to that person. But I'm getting to them. Yeah. I'm getting to them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's there so many people hit you up, man. I mean, there's so many people hitting you up, and, oh, yeah, and that's man. and that's why we're now we're, we're basically trying to tell people, you know, only use just one avenue of trying to reach us. Because I mean, you got Instagram, you got Facebook, and after a while, it just becomes overwhelming. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. not that we're not trying to get back to people. We try to get back to as many people as you can. But as 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 time has gone on, it's the volume of people, the interest that people have. Uh, it has just grown so large. And it's and and then we believe it's going to continue to grow because now we have a tool. It's called the Internet, a source of information that we did not have 
in this organization that today we do. And we commend everybody. Uh, we, we, we believe very firmly that every person should share their story, let their voice be heard, because everybody doesn't have the same experience. But yes. you can rest assured that when you come up here and you set your little YouTube channel up like we did, there's going to be somebody's going to say, you know what, that's me. That's me. And that's really the whole point. This is not a competition. This is not a competition. This is an opportunity for people to express how they feel about what happened to them. And this is why we tell people, and we, and we, we try to include every type of individual circumstances because in some way, this is what impacted you and your story needs to be told. Um, and so we, we just open up, you know, we, we try to reach, you know, we, we, we try to do content issues as well as personal interviews. And man, like I said, we just want to thank you for, you know, giving us the opportunity to share your story on our channel. Yeah. And, and we know, we know for a fact, there will be people who will hear your story and they will say, that was me. That was and, me. And, right. and, you, and you're right. And you're right. And just to piggyback off of something that you said, and I mentioned this in one of my posts, that this internet thing, um, you know, if, if you had to categorize the internet being uh, Satan and then Jehovah's organization, then Satan is winning. You know, if you want to put it that way, because... Because, you know, and I don't mean that literally, but if you want to put it that way, then for all intent and purposes, the, 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 the plug should be pulled on the Internet like yesterday. <laughs> Meaning like if Jehovah is backing this organization for the organization's benefit, plug, right? we're right. supposed to be done. We're I know, right? growing yeah. daily, daily, we're, we're, you know, so we're winning. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah, know, I mean, I mean, so, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, realistically, I, I look at the Internet as a tool, a yeah. tool in the right hand. It can do very, very powerful, creative works. The tool in the wrong hand, it can wreak havoc. And we have sure. the opportunity to use this tool to help people who are asking why am I where I am? Why do I feel the way I feel? There's so many people who are sitting in kingdom halls who will be watching this video and they will say to themselves, I know something is wrong. I can feel it in my bones, but I just don't know. Our only job in putting together these various videos is to help people put the pieces of the puzzle together. And it's just like that puzzle we used to get when we was kids. You look on the box cover and you see what it's supposed to look like, and you start looking for the pieces. You go, you start with the edges because the edges are square. <laughs> that's right, that's right. And then you that's start right. filling in the colors. Then you start filling in the colors. All the green gonna be up in the top. Uh, and after a while, uh, after a while, those pieces begin to look just like it begins to look just like it looks on the box. And that's all this is, man. This is why the organization does not want us questioning, does not want us asking the wrong question. I tell people all the time, it's not that Jehovah's Witnesses can't ask questions. You just can't question the answer. And when you're part of a group that tells you that, when you're part of a group that will dog you for, for not accepting the answers that they will tell you, they are not inspired and they're not infallible. Then why can I not accept it then? You can't play that monkey both ways. You can't exactly. tell me that you just told me something that's not inspired. 
It's not infallible, but I can't question it. Man, you must be crazy. Get out of here, man. Get out of here, man. You're talking uh, this crazy stuff. And I'm going to tell you something right now. I feel like, you know, being my dad, you know, traveling because of the, his job in the military. Yeah. I feel like when I used to go to different congregations and stuff, you felt like you were at home because, oh, this is Jehovah's house and so forth. But now that we're leaving, the, now that we've left the religion and we're like on the internet now, everybody that we meet, people like yourself and all mm -hmm. the people that we have on our channel, as you begin to say, you feel like family. We feel like we've been knowing you for a long time as well. And so oh, it's like, yeah. it's like, we just, we just all click because yeah. we've been through the same thing. Yeah. It's like we all yeah. been to Vietnam yeah. together, right? Yeah. Or should I say, well, in the, in the, in the earlier years, Afghanistan, but we all served in yeah. Afghanistan yeah, together, yeah, right? right? Yeah, we we had a but we have, I got a buddy of mine. He, he's he's up in New York City with you, man. About a few years right before COVID, before COVID, he did a nice little Jehovah's Witness formal, you know, witness meetup, man. And it was just so nice. Oh my goodness, it was just so nice. We all went out to dinner, sit on the table. Oh everybody, yeah, everybody yeah. Everybody was tell, everybody was telling war stories, man. I mean, it was it was nice. And plus, we had people who came, man, and right, they shout were, out to Gerard Burton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there were people right. who were scared. They they was really scared. We talked to people. They they said, "I didn't know, man. I thought y'all got here. We're gonna be spinning around, you know. You know, y'all apostate." And they got there, man, and we just sat there and cut the food, man. And it was like, man, this is old, like old times. And so yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's the kind of the thing that we would like to be able to do more as we're coming out of the COVID. We've been, we've been kicking it around. You know, how can we? You know, I mean, we you know we can do a little things. You know, with a lot of these people we met on the internet, man. You know, and we could be in Atlanta. Sure. This week. You know, we could be in LA next month. You know, um, yeah, so. Yeah. We've been thinking and kicking some things around because we are literally our own community unto ourselves. Right. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And, but hey, man, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna let you fly. We know you. We know you're a businessman. You you know, and they, as they say, money is time and everything. So you know, we don't want to keep you. <laughs> right. We want to keep you tied down, but we thank you for coming exactly. and sharing your story, man. Oh we, man, this is really this has been it. love, man, and 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 I really appreciate it and. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna take you up on that, man. We're gonna get together, man. Yeah, we're gonna be, as, as we say, we're gonna I'm break bread. I'm in Jersey now. Yeah, yeah okay, okay, okay. But okay. well, we're down here in DC. We're down in we down yeah. as they say. We're in the DMV. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we're, in the DM, okay. we're in the DMV. We'll, we'll definitely get up, and we have to, uh, we have to, uh, we have to continue this conversation because there's so Absolutely. much that 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 uh, uh, it, it gets it gets a little more crazier, man. And yeah. um, you know, I just touched the uh, surface on things. So uh, yeah, okay. all right, yeah, That'll all right. Work. we'll do that. All right, thanks a bunch oh, for, for being here. Yeah. we'll see you later, Sean. Have a good my, day. Go get, get some rest. Right. Go get some rest. Yeah, we'll do. And so and so we and so we just wrap. We'll re, we'll just wrap up the show oh, today, folks. Say, oh, well, we want to thank you so much, Sean, for being on the program. This has been Lady C. And this has been JT. Take care, Sean. Be good, my man. You too. Take care. Yeah. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. This program was sponsored by Critical Thinkers.